At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. A happy and a healthy new year to everyone out there. And I'll remind you, you have one week to say happy new year to each other. After that, we're done with it, okay? Uh, that's it. Seven days. That's all you get. After that, we no longer say Happy New Year. We just accept that it's 2022, and we move on. The NFL kicked off the new year in style as we had an exciting Week 17 Sunday. Week 17 will conclude Monday Night Football with the Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. More on that game because it's meaningful for the Steelers. Not so much for the Browns. But let's take a look back at what went on here in week 17 Sunday and really get into what the results meant for each of these teams. First off, in the early window of games, we saw the Buffalo Bills defeat the Atlanta Falcons. The Bills are already in the playoffs, we know. They have not clinched the AFC East just yet. The Patriots also win. They beat the Jaguars 50-10. to And so the Patriots and Bills will go into the final week of the season with both teams alive for the AFC East crown. The Buffalo Bills will play against the New York Jets. They are 17-point favorites in that game. The Patriots, meanwhile, will head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. A Bills win, they clinch the division. A Bills loss and a Patriots win, the Patriots will clinch the division. Uh, Moving on, the Bears beat the Giants in a meaningless game, uh, but the Giants were absolutely pathetic once again. Mike Glennon, um, his dropbacks were just absolutely embarrassing. We're talking sacks, strip sack fumbles, interceptions, Just an embarrassing effort from the Giants. I would expect them to really clean house in about a week from now. We're going to have, you know, Black Monday in the NFL after the final week of the season where we will have uh, garbage bag day. Teams cleaning out their uh, lockers and NFL coaches being fired Black Monday, the Monday after the NFL season ends. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. They upset them, and they win 34-31. Jamar Chase with an epic game, a historic game in this one. He had 11 catches, 
266 yards and three touchdowns as nobody on the Kansas City Chiefs can slow down Jamar Chase. So the Bengals win, and with the win, the Cincinnati Bengals are your AFC North champions. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, your AFC North champions. With the loss combined with the Titans beating the Dolphins, Tennessee is now your number one team, your number one seed in the AFC. So the Titans are the one seed. The Chiefs are the two seed. The Bengals are the three seed. The Raiders upset the Colts. Vegas still alive for a wild card spot in the AFC. The Colts still have not clinched a playoff spot. It comes down to next week. The Colts are playing against the Jaguars. They are heavily favored in that game. We're talking 15.5-point favorites. And the uh, Raiders will play the Chargers on Sunday night football in the first playoff game of the season, essentially. Because it's going to be a win-and-you're-in situation. So a playoff game for the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, the Bucks almost were upset by the Jets, but they the, the Jets made a, a, a little gutsy decision at the end. And look, when you're four and eleven, now you're four and twelve. You know, make these decisions. Go for the win. Jets were up by four. It was a fourth down and two at the seven yard line or eight yard line, whatever it was. And instead of kicking the field goal to go up by seven with, you know, little very little time left in the game, they go for it. They don't get it. Uh, Tom Brady takes over. 93 yards, marches the Bucks down the field, gets into the end zone, gets the two-point conversion, uh, and the Bucs win uh, 28-24. Uh, the Bucs, they've already won the division. It's just for seeding purposes now. They're currently your three seed. Eagles beat Washington. Eagles are in the playoffs. Congratulations. The Rams beat the Ravens. The Ravens still not eliminated, but it would take... Uh, it would be a lot. The Ravens need to not only win next week, but they need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. And the Colts are a, like I said, a 15-and-a-half-point favorite against Jacksonville. The Rams, they still haven't clinched the division yet. The Cardinals beat the Cowboys 25-22. So if the Rams win next week against the 49ers, they are division champs. If the Rams lose to the 49ers, well, then... It's up to the Cardinals. If the Cardinals beat the Seahawks, the Cardinals will win the division. The Rams will be a wild card team. Speaking of those 49ers, they beat the Texans without Jimmy Garoppolo. It was Trey Lance at quarterback, 23-7. to uh, So the 49ers now, they have not clinched anything just yet. The 49ers need to win next week against the Rams in order to get into the playoffs. Or... They could get in if New Orleans loses. So you have the 49ers against the Rams as an underdog. And New Orleans, who is 8-8 eight eight after beating the Panthers, if they win against the Falcons, the Saints at 9-8 and eight would have the tiebreaker over the 9-8 and eight 49ers, and they are in the playoffs. 
the 49ers, even though they beat the Eagles, is a very interesting, uh, yeah, if they lose and they fall to 9-8, and eight, um, the Eagles still get in even if they lose to the Dallas Cowboys because of the way that the tiebreakers work out. The Eagles have already clinched a playoff spot. They're locked in because if the 49ers lose and fall to 9-8, and eight, if the Saints lose, the 49ers would get into the playoffs. The Eagles would get into the playoffs. The Saints would be 8-9. and nine. They're not in the playoff picture. But if the 49ers lose and fall to 9-8 and eight, and the Saints win and improve to 9-8, and eight, because of a three-way tie-breaking scenario, because the Eagles beat New Orleans, um, it comes down to other tiebreakers that the Eagles would win. So that's why the Eagles have clinched, despite the fact that they are actually the seventh seed right now and the 49ers are the sixth seed. Because after next week's results, the Saints could actually be the sixth seed and the 49ers would fall to the eight. So the Eagles are locked in. They are your seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture. So those that that's the scenario. You have one playoff spot up for grabs next week. 49ers beat the Rams. They're in. 49ers uh, lose to the Rams. And the Saints lose. The 49ers are in. And the Saints win. Saints are in. In the AFC, two spots up for grabs. Colts, very simple. They win, they're in. And they're huge favorites, as I mentioned, over the Jaguars. If the chart or the winner of the Chargers Raiders game is in. So that's your play-in game. If the Colts lose, now things get interesting. The Steelers play on Monday night. If they lose, they're eliminated. If they win, they're still alive. And all they would need is a Colts loss and they would get in if with a win because a 9-7-1 and one Steelers team gets in over the 9-8 and eight teams. So a Colts loss and a Steelers win over the next two weeks, Steelers are in. The Ravens are technically still alive, but they need help. The Ravens need the Raiders to lose and the Colts to lose. If the Ravens win and finish the year at 9-8, and eight, they would have the tiebreaker over both the Colts and the Raiders, so it would be the Chargers and the Ravens that get into the playoffs. So let's take a look at your futures odds in the AFC. Incredible long shots for the Ravens to get in. That's why they're plus 10,000 to win the AFC. The Raiders, they can still get in. They're plus 5,000 to win. Chargers are plus 1,600. Why? Well, the Chargers are favored over the Raiders. So that's why they're favored to get into the playoffs. That's why they have better odds. The Colts, plus 800. All they got to do is beat the Jaguars, and they're in. The Bengals are plus 900. Not a lot of respect for the Bengals, a team that has already won the AFC North. Patriots plus 750. Titans plus 500. Bills plus 300. Chiefs plus 225. I'm telling you, I think the Titans at plus 500 is just incredible value because they're the number one overall seed. 
and they will win next week against the Houston Texans. They will be your number one seed in the AFC. So we're talking about a first-round bye and at least one home game because if they win, they're going to be home for the AFC championship game. If they lose, obviously they're out. But if you're sitting on a plus 500 ticket, you might be able to hedge uh, in these spots um, depending on what the odds are for the divisional round and for the AFC title game. And if Derrick Henry comes back, which people are very optimistic that happens, I think you get incredible value on the Tennessee Titans at plus 500. That plus 500 is not going to be here for long. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at all the games for week 18 in the NFL. We'll start, though, with the final game of week 17 the Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns are eliminated from playoff contention, and the Steelers still have their playoff lives to fight for. That's why the spread has moved on this game. And the Steelers are your favorite. They opened up as underdogs, but now they are a favorite. Currently on DraftKings, the Steelers are actually a two-point favorite in this game at home against the Cleveland Browns in what is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's final game at Heinz Field. Then we move to week 18. Two games on Saturday. The Chiefs at the Broncos. Kansas City laying 10 points. Uh, The line is actually, I believe, moved down to 9. So the line's at 9. Chiefs over the Broncos. That game is on Saturday. And the Chiefs 
still fighting for the number one overall seed. Because if they win and the Titans lose, KC is your one seed. But they also need to just win and lock up that two seed because if they lose to the Broncos, well, then the Bengals could move up. Cowboys and Eagles, uh, I think that game doesn't really have much to play for because I believe the Eagles are locked into seven. And I think the Cowboys are locked in to that four seed, even if they win and improve to 12 and five. I think because of tiebreakers, uh, although I'm not 100% sure, but I think that they would lose out on tiebreakers because they did lose to the Bucks straight up. But I guess there could be a three-way tiebreaker. And if there's a three-way tiebreaker, like they lose the tiebreaker to the Cardinals, but um, there could be, I guess, because the Rams beat the Bucks, but the Bucks beat the Cowboys. So, yeah, pretty much it would lock them in, although the Dallas Cowboys have the best conference record. So I guess if the Cowboys won and both the Rams and Bucks lost, they would all be 12-5. and five. If the Cardinals won, they would be 12-5. and five. So the Cardinals would actually be, yeah, the Cowboys would be locked into four, unless you're talking about everyone losing. Cardinals lose, Bucks lose, Rams lose, and Cowboys win. So I guess Dallas goes out there and just plays and hopes for the best. Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, then coming up on Sunday, the Bengals still with an outside shot at the one seed. They still have a chance they can climb up the ranking, the the the, the seeding. They're three-point favorites. Uh, they're uh, playing against the Browns. And the Browns, let's see. The Browns, uh, the game is off the board now. Um, I thought I saw the Browns favored in that game, but that's probably going to change, obviously. We'll see what happens with the Browns here, and we'll see how the Bengals are going to come out and play this game next Sunday. Packers against the Lions. Packers are locked into the one seed, so... Do they rest their guys against the Lions' final game of the season? Do they play their starters for a half? We'll see what they decide to do. It's I always feel like um, if a team has the bye, they would play their players because they're going to get that week off anyway. And I know that, oh, well, it might be nice to get two weeks off. You also don't want a long layoff. You don't want them to go two weeks without playing. So, uh, you know, maybe get them a half, take them out. They get a little extended breather here before their playoff game. Bears and Vikings, meaningless game. Uh, Washington and the Giants, meaningless game. Washington's a favorite. Colts and Jaguars. Colts, we know the situation when they're in. They're 15.5-point favorites over the Jaguars. Steelers uh, and Ravens. The Ravens are going to be favored over the Steelers. And that game could be meaningful for both teams, could be meaningless for the Steelers if they lose to the Browns on Monday night. Titans and Texans, Titans need to win. They get the one seed. They're 10.5-point favorites over the Titans in a revenge game. Remember, they lost earlier this season to the Texans. The Saints are 4.5-point favorites over the Falcons in Atlanta. A Saints win. Combined with a 49er loss, the Saints are in the playoffs. The 49ers are currently five-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Rams. The Rams need that game to win the division. Rams win. They're NFC West champs. Rams lose, and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks. 
The Cardinals are your NFC West champs. The Cardinals currently six and a half point favorites over Seattle. The Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East with the win over the Jets. The Bills are currently 17 point favorites in that game against the Jets. And crazy stat with the Buffalo Bills. Their last 17 regular season wins have all been by double digits. It's crazy, right? It's an NFL record. Their last 17 regular season wins all by 10 or more points. So if you think they're going to win the game, it's going to be by double digits. Or they could lose the game. We've seen them lose. Right? They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're 17-point favorites against the Jets at home in Orchard Park. Uh, The Patriots, they need the Bills to lose combined with their win over the Dolphins and the Patriots win the division. Patriots are five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Dolphins. The Bucs can still improve their seeding or lock themselves in, uh, depending on what the Rams do here. Bucks are nine-and-a-half-point favorites over the Panthers. And then Sunday Night Football is the start of the playoffs. Because I do believe that the Colts will win. So, the playoffs begin on Sunday Night Football. The Chargers and the Raiders will play for the right to play against the Kansas City Chiefs. And what a prize that is. Because... And it's a divisional game, so you know, teams that are familiar with each other, right? Wild card round is going to be a divisional game because the Titans, I do expect to win. And so with a Titans win, they lock up the one seed. The Chiefs will be the two seed. The Chiefs will play the seventh seed, and that'll be the winner of the Chargers and the uh, Raiders. And so I am giving it to... Mm, The Chiefs will win that game. Anyway, uh, the Chargers and Raiders. Chargers are currently three-point favorites. I expect this line to move. There's going to be a lot of people buying in on Vegas as a home underdog in a playoff game. Um, The Chargers have looked really good at times this season. They've also looked really bad at times. The Raiders have just kind of just been there. Like They've always been a mediocre team all season. Uh, but Derek Carr has played well, and they've kind of found ways to win games. Like, it hasn't been pretty, but they found ways to win. Look, this is a team that lost five out of six games after starting out the season so well. They lost five, and these losses were ugly, right? You get blown out by the Chiefs twice. And, boy, if that game, if they have to go to Arrowhead and play in the, the playoffs, that's just, how could you expect them to even put up a fight? The last time they, they when they went to Arrowhead this year, they lost forty-eight to nine. But they went five. They lost five of six. Then they barely get by the Browns. They barely get by the Broncos, and then they barely get by the Colts. They've won three close games now to put themselves in a position, and the Chargers have helped them out as well. I mean, let's not forget the Chargers prior to this win against the Broncos, lost back-to-back games to the Chiefs and to the Texans. And losing to the Texans is, that was the loss. Like, right now, this that game should be meaningless. 
there should be a different game on Sunday night. But because the the Chargers lost to the Texans last week, there's a playoff spot up for grabs. So that game, Chargers-Raiders, I do expect that line to go down because people will jump in on the Raiders getting a field goal or more at home here in a division rivalry game against the Chargers. Uh, these two teams played earlier this season in L.A. Chargers won 28-14. to And so now the rematch between these two teams here in Vegas with the Chargers as a field goal favorite. That is with uh, that is the spot that is remaining to let, uh, that will clinch the final spot in the playoffs. So it's really the first playoff game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I want to take a look at some of the futures because I think some prop bets are wide open right now. This is the look ahead here on Decent. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Uh, the... Uh, awards have one more week to be decided. And right now, I think they are wide open. Like, the only award that is decided is Defensive Rookie of the Year, and that's Micah Parsons. Every other award is wide open. The NFL MVP is wide open. Aaron Rodgers is your favorite. And Rodgers had a good performance on Sunday night against the Vikings. Another win for the Packers. It was another clean game for him. And he did nothing to drop off. So he should still be the favorite. I think Josh Allen played his way back into the conversation. And Tom Brady still leading the league in both passing yards and passing touchdowns. Those three certainly in the equation. Jonathan Taylor has been a nice story this season. But Jonathan Taylor will not win the MVP award. He's not going to even finish with over 2,000 rushing yards. He'll lead the league in rushing. He had a great season. And he's in the mix for Offensive Player of the Year. I think that's still wide open as well. But as far as the MVP, it ain't going to happen. We haven't had a running back win this award since 2012. Derrick Henry rushed for 2,000 yards last year, didn't win the award. You know, he finishes with 1,800, 1,900. He's still not going to win the award. So enough with the Jonathan Taylor talk. It's going to come down to the three quarterbacks, in my opinion. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Tom Brady. It's Josh Allen. That's your three quarterbacks to decide your MVP award. And I think Allen played himself into the conversation 
with uh, the rushing touchdowns that he had here in this game and the performance as well and the fact that the Bills are going to win the division. For Offensive Player of the Year, it's a two-man race. It's Cooper Cup, it's Jonathan Taylor. Both have put up incredible seasons. But I think Cooper Cup wins this award because Cooper Cup is about to set the single-season receiving record. He's had just an insane season. 15 out of 16 games this season, Cooper Cup has had at least 90 receiving yards. There's not much more you can say. And what's crazy is that Calvin Johnson currently has the record for most receiving yards in a single season. Cooper Cup is going to break that with a normal performance. Uh, and it's, yeah, the 17th game. So having the extra game, you know, it's going to skew things, but whatever. Matthew Stafford was Calvin Johnson's quarterback that year. Matthew Stafford is Cooper Cup's quarterback this year. Stafford will have been the quarterback for the two highest single-season receiving totals ever. Pretty crazy. Hey, when, when, when he likes a guy, he locks into a guy. Uh, but it's just it's, it's it's crazy that Matthew Stafford will be responsible for both of those uh, seasons. Calvin Johnson is your number one. He nineteen sixty four. Julio Jones eighteen seventy one. Jerry Rice eighteen forty eight. Antonio Brown eighteen thirty four. And Cooper Cup this year eighteen twenty nine. And if you want to say that's where we stop because of the sixteen games, whatever. But Cooper Cup should have over 100 receiving yards next week. I do believe that they will force-feed him the football to try and make sure he gets the 100 and, let's see, he needs 135 yards. It's doable. Cooper Cup this season, 135 yards is what he needs. He has had, has he ever had over 135 this year? He had 136 against Seattle. He had 156 against Detroit. 130 against the Giants. 163 against the Colts. And he's come close to that number with 129 against Jacksonville. 123 against Arizona. One, uh, I mentioned the 130 against the Giants. 122. So the last time he played San Francisco, he had 122. He needs 135. They'll force feed him. They'll make sure he gets it. And you know what that means. As soon as the prop market opens up on Cooper Cup, play the over in his receiving total. It's going to be a high number. Right, it's likely going to be a hundred and five, a hundred and ten, might even be like one nineteen or something. His prop, his his receiving yardage prop. Play the over. He needs one thirty five to get the record. Matthew Stafford will force feed Cooper Cup and make sure that he gets a hundred and thirty five yards. To to win this award. So I would go with his over. He actually needs 11 catches 
to set another record, that would be the most receptions in a single season. That would be um, the mark set by Michael Thomas in 2019. That's 149. So 11 catches, 135 would actually tie both records. Tie the reception record and tie the receiving yardage record. So 12 catches for 136 would would capture both awards. He had 11 catches for 122 against the 49ers in week 10. He had 11 for 122. He needs 12 for 136. I would play the over in his receptions and the over in his receiving yardage. As soon as that baby opens up, lock those bets in. I think Cooper Cup will get the Offensive Player of the Year over Jonathan Taylor. Comeback Player of the Year, I think, is so interesting because Dak Prescott is like this overwhelming favorite, and I don't understand why. Dak's had a really good season. Don't get me wrong, and I credit him for returning from the injury. But Joe Burrow has statistically had a better season. He has more passing yards. He has more touchdowns. Now, he does have more interceptions, but Joe Burrow over the past, first of all, over the past two weeks, he's been a madman with the 900 yards and the eight touchdowns. But Joe Burrow over the past four weeks has been a man possessed. This last quarter of the season, you can make the argument nobody is playing better at the quarterback position than Joe Burrow over the last quarter of this season. So why is it such a slam dunk that it's going to be Dak Prescott to win this award? I just don't I just don't see it. I think Joe Burrow has a really good chance to win this award. Now the odds are going to go down because of the performance this past week. But coming into this week, Dak Prescott was actually minus 650 to win the comeback player of the year. And Joe Burrow was plus 450. Those odds will go down. Now, this is a correlated conversation because Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think, is more wide open now. Coming into this week, Mac Jones was minus 500, and Jamar Chase was plus 350. Mac Jones had a nice game for the Patriots in their blowout win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. But... Jamar Chase, in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, had a historic day. 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns. It helps when your quarterback is playing lights out, 446 yards and four scores. But he was just throwing the ball up, and Chase was getting it. Jamar Chase should be considered for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He was the favorite for the first couple of weeks of the season. He had a drop-off. Now he's surging again. So I think the awards right now, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, wide open. But the award that might be even more wide open than all of them, Coach of the Year. Talk about that. Plus, we'll give a pick here for Monday Night Football coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bets, emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new, well, the college ball guide. We'll throw that in there for you with the preview of the national championship game, which you'll get in your emails and things like that and on the website. Uh, $39, vcin.com slash subscribe. Uh, if that bowl preview guide came in handy, that's great. A lot of great write-ups in there. Uh, although mine kind of got sh- ripped up to shreds when Matt Corral got hurt in the uh, Sugar Bowl. I actually wrote up that game for the bowl betting guide. And, um, well, when your star quarterback gets hurt, Kind of changes the way you look at a game. Uh, it's unfortunate. We hope nothing but the best for Matt Corral. That's obviously going to be a, a point of conversation, um, you know, all this week uh, with all the sports shows uh, when they get into their college football segments is players opting out. And can you blame a kid for opting out and looking after his future? Now, a guy like Corral, he's, he's definitely he's got an insurance policy. So if injury prevents him from getting drafted and and signing a contract. Like if a team looks at the medicals and sees something that they don't like, uh, the insurance policy will kick in. Um, That's what happens with all of these top prospects. But it's just, uh, it's a shame. You never want to see that happen. You know, you're you're excited for a guy who says he wants to go out there with his teammates and play in his final college game. And to see him get hurt and have to be carted off and to show up on crutches, it it was heartbreaking to see. Uh, but it was an exciting bowl season. I absolutely loved it. Um, Saturday had a couple of crushing defeats with Notre Dame blowing a 28-7 to lead and with Utah blowing a lead as well in that ridiculous Rose Bowl game, which was just a, a lot of fun to watch. And if that's a glimpse at what Ohio State's going to look like next year, woo, that is uh, definitely going to be um, exciting. C.J. Stroud should be your um, your Heisman Trophy favorite going into next year. And with Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, and, and Marvin Harrison Jr., that's, uh, that's exciting. Uh, you know, that kid had a historic day in Pasadena. 
the Rose Bowl. Still the granddaddy of them all. The national championship game will be on January 10th, so a week from Monday. Alabama and Georgia, the rematch of the SEC championship game. And uh, I'm leading Georgia. And uh, I was on Georgia in the SEC title game, and it didn't work out. I'll be on Georgia again here in this game. Uh, I think that SEC title game was the outlier. And the game that we saw against Michigan, that's who Georgia has been all season long. And that's who Georgia will be against Alabama. I think this is the year they get over the hump and they win a national championship. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I mentioned the awards, and the one that I think that's absolutely wide open is Coach of the Year. Matt LaFleur was the favorite coming into today, and with the Packers winning and locking up the number one seed, he'll still be the favorite. Selfishly, I hope he wins the award. I'm sitting on a Matt LaFleur ticket. I very much hope that he wins this award. I do see it opening up for more coaches now. With the Bengals winning the division, I think that Zach Taylor is going to get serious consideration for this award. The Bengals winning the division after the season they had last year with Joe Burrow coming back from injury, uh, really low expectations. I do believe that he will get strong consideration to win Coach of the Year. Especially they go out, they finish the job next week, they finish with 11 wins, and who knows? Maybe if things break their way, they rise up the seeding, but even if it doesn't, the fact that they win the division this year and win double-digit games, just so impressive, and uh, I think he gets strong consideration. I think Mike Vrabel is back in the conversation now. He had fallen off. He was the favorite, and then he fell off. But I think that the the Titans, the way that they have played, he's back in the conversation now. The fact that they are the number one seed in the AFC and likely will hold on to that after next week because they will win against the Texans. You got a team that lost Derrick Henry and, yeah, lost a couple of games, but managed to win and win convincingly and find themselves as the number one overall seed in the AFC. Mike Vrabel is going to get a lot of, you know, votes as well to win that award. So those, that award is wide open. I hope it's LaFleur. If LaFleur wins, I've said it a thousand times, I think it's going to be a multi-year achievement award because the Packers became the first team in NFL history to win 13 games in three straight seasons. All Matt LaFleur knows is winning. He is 39-9 and in his first three seasons as an NFL head coach with one more game left this season. That's just insane. You got to acknowledge that with, with something. And it could be a special year in Green Bay with a back-to-back MVP for Aaron Rodgers, a coach of the year for LaFleur, and maybe finally getting past that NFC Championship game and to the Super Bowl. As far as the odds to win the Super Bowl, or just to get to the Super Bowl, and these are going to change. Trust me, they're going to change. But the Tennessee Titans right now provide the best value, in my opinion, because they're at plus 500 to win the AFC. 
they're going to be the number one seed. And you're getting a team, regardless of if you think they're good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs or to, to, to beat the Bengals or the Patriots or the Bills, you're getting the number one seed that is automatically getting into the divisional round at plus 500. Those odds aren't going to be there for long. They're changing. Those odds are going down because they're going to host that divisional round game. And if they win, they're hosting the AFC championship game. Now let's see what the standings look like now and what they should look like and who they would play. If the, if the standings hold true, everybody wins according to what's expected. The Chiefs will be the two seed. They will host the Chargers. Tough divisional game. Honestly, I think it can go either way. The Colts would be the sixth seed. They would go to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Again, I think that one could go either way. Really do. Up in the air. That's going to be a close game. And then it would be a division matchup, Bills and Patriots. Coin flip game. All right, you want to give it to all the favorites? We'll give it to all the favorites. I think the Bills will be favored at home against the Patriots. The Chiefs will be favored at home against the Chargers. And then I can honestly see the Colts being favored in Cincinnati. But let's go ahead and let's say the Bengals at home are the, fav- the favorites. We'll give them a win. All right, well, now it's going to be the Bills going to Tennessee. I think the Bills are going to be favored in that game in Tennessee in the divisional round of the playoffs. I'm, I, I already tweeted it out weeks ago that I can't wait to bet the Titans as a home underdog against the Bills in the playoffs. That's going to happen. And they're going to be a lot less than plus 500. But still, I mean, I, I will take it. And then if they win that game, if they win that game, because they'll be dogs, then they would host the Chiefs, likely. Chiefs at Tennessee, and you can't ask for anything better than that. I mean, I really think the Titans have a shot, especially the X factor now. Derrick Henry's expected return. So not only am I getting plus 500 on the number one overall seed that has the bye and that will be at home in the divisional round and the AFC title game should they win. Derrick Henry's coming back. I mean, this value is not going to be here for long. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, our very own host of the Lombardi line, Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, will join the program at 8 a.m. Eastern time. That's coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter, at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this one here on Monday Night Football and conclude Week 17. The, the, the Browns might want to play the spoiler, but this is going to be Ben's moment in his final game at Heinz Field, and I think he goes out a winner regardless of what happens next week. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.